eyes wide open, mind racing with existential questions and every mildly embarrassing thing you've done in your life? Oh, fellow overthinker, I understand. But don't worry, I'm here to talk to you about it. I'll indulge the overthinking. I know there's some existential questions about science and health that are keeping you awake at night. But they don't have to be. I, Mim, student nutritionist and medical writer, will be coming on here every Monday to talk to experts like Dr. Charles Yo, Dr. Raghav Sharma and Nina Abed to answer those big questions that you and I have. And that will be season four, the big questions. Now let's get on to this episode. Enjoy. Hello and happy Monday. I'm glad you're back on the Growth Medium podcast and I know you've probably listened to the trailer and introduction so you have a little idea about what season four is about but I wanted to do a short episode to introduce you to the idea of the big questions. I know it sounds kind of meta and I don't know existential right now but hopefully you can grab your iced coffee and follow along. As you know I waffle a lot so while this episode is scripted I am using it more of a guidance rather than a script and of course this episode will be split into three neat little sections. Those will be what do I mean by the big questions, why do I think this season is so important and some exciting pieces that you should be looking out for. So what do I mean by the big questions? Let's go back to my final year of my biochemistry degree, which was like back in 2020 now. And let me walk you through my thought process. So September, October 2020, I had just gone back to uni and the overwhelming majority of my learning was about proteins. Of course, as a biochemistry student, so it's something I should be really familiar with. But there was one module that took it really, really far. I know I'm a student nutritionist now and I have a health podcast, but I'm actually really interested in the more existential side of science. So this would be things relating to proving the existence of life far away from what is the best diet I know. The reason I bring this up is because I had one module, which I would say was more biophysics than biochemistry. And we really looked at proteins from a different perspective than the rest of my degree. I guess the two main questions that this module kind of focused on was how can we prove the existence of life through proteins and how do proteins support life in all forms? Don't get too worried. These aren't questions that I'll be exploring this season, but you can imagine the type of thinking that this required, right? The questions I mentioned earlier were exam questions and required a lot of philosophy, physics and maths to really untangle and generate some strong logical grounding. And that's exactly the type of thinking that I started to use in other modules, including those that were more health or disease focused. I came to the conclusion that we, you and I, must have all these questions in our mind that are more complex than what they appear to be. So when I say the big questions, I don't mean answering super philosophical questions every week. I mean applying that really broken down and reasoned thinking to topics that we probably oversimplify but deserve a lot more breaking down and attention. And that leads us on very nicely to the next section, why I think this season is so important. 
I know we have a lot of questions about diet, lifestyle, and living our best healthy lives. And a lot of these are seemingly simple, or we want a quick and easy answer. But in actuality, things can get very complex and so many factors can influence a certain health topic, right? I'm not going to go into excruciatingly painful detail about every single little thing within these topics. But I really do want to bring robust explanations and evidence. That's not to say we didn't give you evidence-based information in the last few seasons. We definitely did. But I guess the difference this time is I'll be grilling our guests a little bit more, hope they don't mind it too much, and getting a little bit deeper into the evidence. Another reason why I think this season is so important is because as much as possible, I want to lightly challenge some preconceived notions you and I might have about health and well-being. Truthfully, I don't know whether you will enjoy the mental gymnastics that I'm about to hoop through this season. I don't know if I'm ready for all this jumping too, to be honest. But I do want to take a look at some of the mainstream ideas that we have and really think, hang on, where did this idea come from? Why do I think this idea is true? And is it actually evidence-based? I don't know if you are interested in figuring out the little historical aspects or philosophical aspects about where certain beliefs come from, but to be honest for now it will lead us on really nicely to the next section what you should be looking out for you and i we have a lot of things we want to know and i have a lot of things i want to clarify before we get into the hard stuff loads of beliefs have a lot of context and history behind them and i believe in order to move forward we need to take a peek back and go from there I know that probably sounded like a whole load of nothing and low-key it probably was but I guess you'll have to listen to the season to truly understand the really meta stuff that I'm talking about. Don't worry not all of it will be super weird detailed things. The majority will probably still be normal health and science topics like obesity, balanced nutrition etc but the difference this season is I really want to understand why and how. Why do we have certain beliefs and hypotheses and how have we come to the conclusions and recommendations that we have. I guess the biggest example I can give you is the idea of practical balance in nutrition. This season I spoke to Lena Abed, a nutritionist based in the US and I spoke to her about her philosophy behind nutrition and lifestyle. One question I had for her is why this balanced approach to nutrition is good for our health and our soul and here's what she had to say. I view the balanced approach and I think it's healthy because we're adults, right? And in, as an adult and as children too, there's always some structure in your life. There's structure with spending. There's structure in every other element of our lives because we're human and we have to have that in order to thrive and to be decent um, in every aspect of our lives. So putting that into food as well isn't unhealthy, right? There's, it's not diety. There's nothing wrong with it. It just makes it so that we can except that our bodies need certain things, right? There's no arguing that we need certain nutrients and vitamins and minerals and macronutrients. I would argue every single macronutrient in order to survive and to be intentional about throwing those into our diet, to have some structure into eating that, that's not unhealthy to me mentally. That's just life, right? The same way that it is just life that we can't spend every cent of our paycheck on the first day we get it. Like, no, sorry, we can't do that. 
because we wouldn't really have a a quality life if we did that, right? The same way that if you ate whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, you could, but your quality of life wouldn't really be probably what you want it to be. And I always say, if that is a quality of life you want, go for it. I don't care. What do I care if you spend every cent you have in your bank account? But you probably do right? You probably want a better quality of life that that happens. And in order to do that, you don't need to be restrictive, but you have to have some structure. And the same way, the opposite side of is sugar, processed oils, whatever, is all that stuff inherently healthy? No, I would argue that it's not inherently healthy. It's inherently not, right? (laughs) If we looked at the science, we know that it's not. But why is it healthy to incorporate it into our diets sometimes? Well, first of all, convenience. Processed foods are going to have convenience. Yogurt, is minimally processed, but it's processed to get to our doors, right? Cheese, I would say consider that a fine food to incorporate into our days every single day, but it has processing that goes behind it. So not all processed foods are gonna be something that I'm like, oh my gosh, stay away from, but let's look at some ultra processed foods, Doritos, right? Uh, Oreos, all these foods that are chemically made to make you want to eat excessive amounts of them, right? They've spent billions and billions of dollars in trial and error, everything to try to perfect their recipes with these crazy things that we would never eat outside of this world to make it so that we cannot just eat one. I mean, they've worked really hard on that, right? So it's important to acknowledge that, but also to say not eating it ever is just not adding to our mental health, right? Especially if it is accessible and it is environmentally there, like in my house, it is there, right? Because there are other people who bring it into the house. I can control whether or not I put it into my mouth, of course, but there's a psychology behind saying you can't have something. Don't press the big red button and all you can stop thinking about is pressing the big red button. So don't eat the ultra processed foods, the Doritos and the cookies and the cakes. But now all you can think about is eating it. So there is a benefit to saying this is on limits and I can have it if I want it, right? And then eating a portion that feels right to you so that we don't find ourselves giving in and caving in to this, fine, I'll just do it now and never again. And then we eat so much of it because we're never going to have it again. And that process of once we start, it gets worse and worse, right? And that behavior can get worse and worse over time. So it's important to find a middle ground. And I would argue healthy to find a middle ground, a balanced approach, because it just takes the extreme out of both of those ends and finds I mean, I would say only pros, no cons, right? Where both other sides have plenty of cons. They have pros too, but they have plenty of cons where this one is going to give you the pros of both. We have lots of exciting episodes planned this season. And I don't want to spoil season four too much, but I hope that gives you a flavor as to what kind of episodes to expect and what conversations I'm hoping you'll be a part of. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes and shout to me over on the socials to let me know what you think. Until next week, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Go ahead and leave a review and rate us, hopefully, five stars on wherever you're listening from. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and head over to thegrowthmedium.com for more detailed information pieces. See you next week for another episode. Bye!